Chapter 12, verses 1 through 19. Of Catina Aria, Commentary in the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Volume 1, Part 2, Gospel of St. John by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had the bag, and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, Let her alone, against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Much people of the Jews, therefore, knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Alcune. As the time approached in which our Lord had resolved to suffer, he approached the place which he had chosen for the scene of his suffering. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany. First he went to Bethany, then to Jerusalem. To Jerusalem to suffer, to Bethany to keep alive the recollection of the recent resurrection of Lazarus. Where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Theophylact. On the tenth day of the month they took the lamb, which was to be sacrificed on the Passover, and from that time began the preparation for the feast, or rather the ninth day of the month, i.e. six days before the Passover, was the commencement of the feast. They feasted abundantly on that day. Thus we find Jesus partook of the banquet at Bethany. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. That Martha served shows that the entertainment was in her house. See the fidelity of the woman. She does not take leave the task of serving to the domestics, but takes it upon herself. The evangelist adds, in order, it would seem to settle Lazarus's resurrection beyond dispute. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Augustine, he lived, talked, feasted. The truth was established. The unbelief of the Jews confounded. Chrysostom, Mary did not take part in serving the guests generally, but gave all her attention to our Lord, treating him not as mere man, but as God. Then took Mary a pound of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. Augustine, the word pistici seems to be the name of some place from which this precious ointment came. Alcune or pistici means genuine, non-adultered. She is the woman that was a sinner, who came to our Lord in Simon's house with the box of ointment. Augustine. 
that she did this on another occasion in Bethany is not mentioned in Luke's gospel, but is in the other three. Matthew and Mark say that the ointment was poured on the head. John says on the feet. Why not suppose that it was poured both on the head and on the feet? Matthew and Mark introduced the supper and the ointment out of place in the order of time. When they are some way further on in their narration, they go back to the sixth day before the Passover, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Augustine, remember the apostles' words, To the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to the other the savor of life unto life. Augustine, then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? In the other Gospels, it is the disciples who murmured at the waste of the ointment. I think myself that Judas is put for the whole body of disciples, the singular for the plural. But at any rate, we may supply for ourselves that the other disciples said it or thought it, or were persuaded by this very speech of Judas. The only difference is that Matthew and Mark expressly mention the concurrence of the others, whereas John only mentions Judas, whose habit of thieving he takes occasion to notice. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had the bag, and bare what was put therein. Alcune, he carried it as a servant. He took it out as a thief. Augustine, Judas did not perish at the time when he received money from the Jews to betray our Lord. He was already a thief, already lost, and followed our Lord in body, not in heart, wherein we are taught the duty of tolerating wicked men, lest we divide the body of Christ. He who robs the church of anything may be compared to the lost Judas. Tolerate the wicked, thou that art good that thou mayest receive the reward of the good, and not fall into the punishment of the wicked. Follow the example of our Lord's conversation upon earth. Wherefore had he bags, to whom the angels ministered, except because his church should afterwards have bags? Why did he admit thieves, but to show that his church should tolerate thieves, while it suffered from them? It is not surprising that Judas, who was accustomed to steal money from the bags, should betray our Lord for money. Chrysostom. But why was a thief entrusted with the bags of the poor? Perhaps it was to give him no excuse of wanting money. For of this he had enough in the bag for all his desires. Theophylact. Some suppose that Judas had the keeping of the money as being the lowest kind of service for that the ministry of money matters ranks below the ministry of doctrine. We know from what the Apostle says in the Acts, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Chrysostom. Christ, with great forbearance, does not rebuke Judas for his thieving, in order to deprive him of all excuse for betraying him. Alcune. Then said Jesus, Let her alone, against the day of my burying hath she kept this, meaning that he was about to die, and this ointment was suitable for his burial. So to Mary, who was not able to be present, though much wishing, at the anointing of the dead body, was it given to do him this office in his lifetime. Chrysostom. Again, 
as if to remind his betrayer, he alludes to his burial. For the poor ye have always with you, but me ye have not always. As if he said, I am a burden, a trouble to thee, but wait a little, and I shall be gone. Augustine, he was speaking of his bodily presence, for in respect of his majesty, providence, ineffable, and invisible grace, those words are fulfilled. Lo, I am with you alway, even to the end of the world. Or thus, in the person of Judas are represented the wicked in the church. For if thou art a good man, thou hast Christ now by faith and the sacrament, and thou shalt have him always. For when thou hast departed hence, thou shalt go to him who said to the thief, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. But if thou art wicked, thou seemest to have Christ, because thou art baptized with the baptism of Christ, because thou approachest to the altar of Christ. But by reason of thy wicked life thou shalt have him alway. It is not thou hast, but ye have, the whole body of wicked men being addressed in Judas. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. Curiosity brought them, not love. Theophylact, they wished to see with their own eyes him who had been raised from the dead, and thought that Lazarus might bring back a report of the regions below. Augustine, when the news of this great miracle had spread everywhere, and was supported by such clear evidence, that they could neither suppress nor deny the fact. Then the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus to death. O blind rage, as if the Lord could raise the dead and not raise the slain. Lo, the Lord had done both. He raised Lazarus, and he raised himself. Chrysostom. No other miracle of Christ excited such rage as this. It was so in public and so wonderful to see a man walking and talking after he had been dead four days, and the fact was so undeniable. In the case of some other miracles, they had charged him with breaking the Sabbath, and so diverted people's minds. But here there was nothing to find fault with, and therefore they vent their anger upon Lazarus. They would have done the same to the blind man had they not had the charge to make of breaking the Sabbath. Then again, the latter was a poor man, and they cast him out of the temple. But Lazarus was a man of rank, as is plain from the number who came to comfort his sisters. It vexed them to see all leaving the feast, which was now coming on and going to Bethany. Alcun, mystically, that he came to Bethany six days before the Passover, means that he who made all things in six days, who created man on the sixth, in the sixth age of the world, the sixth day, the sixth hour, came to redeem mankind. The Lord's Supper is the faith of the church, working by love. Martha serveth, whenever a believing soul devotes itself to the worship of the Lord. Lazarus is one of them that sit at table. Then those who have been raised from the death of sin rejoice together with the righteous, who have been ever such, in the presence of truth, and are fed with the gifts of heavenly grace. The banquet is given in Bethany, which means house of obedience, i.e. in the church, for the church is the house of obedience. 
Augustine, the ointment with which Mary anointed the feet of Jesus was justice. It was, therefore, a pound. It was ointment of spikenard, too, very precious. Pistis is Greek for faith. Dost thou seek to do justice? The just liveth by faith. Anoint the feet of Jesus by good living. Follow the Lord's footsteps. If thou hast a superfluity, give to the poor. If thou hast wiped the Lord's feet, for the hair is a superfluous part of the body. Alcune. And observe on the first occasion of her anointing, she anointed his feet only, but now she anoints both his feet and head. The former denotes the beginnings of penitence, the latter the righteousness of souls perfected. By the head of our Lord, the loftiness of his divine nature. By his feet, the lowliness of his incarnation are signified. Or by the head, Christ himself. By the feet, the poor who are his members. Augustine. The house was filled with the odor. The world was filled with the good fame. Verses 12 through 19. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm leaves and went forth to meet him, and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's colt. These things understood not his disciples at the first, but when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him, and that they had done these things unto him. The people, therefore, that was with him when he called Lazarus out of his grave and raised him from the dead, bear record. For this cause the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. The Pharisees, therefore, said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing. Behold, the world is gone after him. Chrysostom. The law enjoined that on the tenth day of the first month a lamb or kid should be shut up in the house and be kept to the fourteenth day of the same month, on the evening of which day it was sacrificed, in accordance with this law. The elect lamb, the lamb without spots, when he went up to Jerusalem to be emulated for the sanctification of the people, went up five days before, i.e. on the tenth day. Augustine. See how great was the fruit of his preaching, and how large a flock of the lost sheep of the house of Israel heard the voice of their shepherd. On the next day, much people were come to the feast, when they had heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm leaves. The branches of palms are songs of praise, for the victory which our Lord was about to obtain by his death over death, and his triumph over the devil, the prince of death, by the trophy of the cross. Chrysostom. They showed now, at last, that they thought him greater than a prophet, and went forth to meet him, and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Augustine. Hosanna is a simple exclamation, rather indicating some excitement of the mind than having any particular meaning, like many interjections that we have in Latin. Bede. It is a compound of two words. Hosai is shortened into save. Anna a mere explanation, complete. 
Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord here is the name of God the Father, though we may understand it as his own name, inasmuch as he also is the Lord. But the former sense agrees better with the text above. I am come in my Father's name. He does not lose his divinity when he teaches us humility. Chrysostom. This is what more than anything made men believe in Christ, viz. the assurance that he was not opposed to God, that he came from the Father. The words show us the divinity of Christ. Hosanna is, save us. And salvation in Scripture is attributed to God alone. And cometh, it is said, not is brought. The former befits a Lord, the latter a servant. In the name of the Lord goes to prove the same thing. He does not come in the name of a servant, but in the name of the Lord. Augustine, it were a small thing to the king eternal to be made a human king. Christ was not the king of Israel to exact tribute and command armies, but to direct souls and bring them to the kingdom of heaven. For Christ then to be king of Israel was a condescension, not an elevation, a sign of his pity, not an increase of his power, for he who was called on earth the king of Jews is in heaven the king of angels. Theophylact, the Jews, when they called him king of Israel, dreamed of an earthly king. They expected a king to arise of more than human greatness, who would deliver them from the government of the Romans. But how did our Lord come? The next words tell us. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass sat there on. Augustine. John relates the matter briefly. The other evangelists are more full. The ass we read in them was the fowl of an ass on which no man had sat, i.e. the Gentile world, who had not received our Lord. The other ass which was brought, not the foal, for there were two, is the believing Jew. Chrysostom. He did this prophetically to figure the unclean Gentiles being brought into subjection to the gospel, and also as a fulfillment of prophecy. Augustine, this act of our Lord's is pointed to in the prophets, though the malignant rulers of the Jews did not see it in any fulfillment of prophecy. As it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass's colt. Yea, in that nation, though reprobate, Though blind, there remained still the daughter of Zion, even Jerusalem. For her it is said, Fear not, acknowledge him whom thou praisest, and tremble not when he suffers. That blood it is which shall wipe away thy sins and redeem thy life. Chrysostom, or thus, whereas they had had wicked kings who had subjected them to wars, he saith to them, Trust me, I am not such as they, but gentle and mild, which he showed by the manner of his entrance. For he did not enter at the head of an army, but simply riding on an ass. And observe the philosophy of the evangelist, who is not ashamed of confessing his ignorance at the time of what these things meant. These things understand not the disciple at the first, but when Jesus was glorified. Augustine i.e. when he showed the power of his resurrection. Then they remembered that these things were written of him, and that they had done these things unto him, i.e. 
those things that were written of him. Chrysostom, our Lord had not then revealed these things to them. Indeed, it would have been a scandal to them had they known him to be king at the time of his sufferings. Nor would they have understood the nature of his kingdom, but have mistaken it for a temporal one. Theophylact, see then the consequences of our Lord's passion. It was not to no purpose that he had reserved his greatest miracle for the last. For the resurrection of Lazarus, it was that made the crowd believe in him. The people, therefore, that was with him when he called Lazarus out of his grave and raised him from the dead bear record. For this cause the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. Hence the spite and plotting of the Pharisees. The Pharisees, therefore, said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing. Behold, the world is gone after him. Augustine. The crowd was disturbed by the crowd. But why grudgeth that blind crowd, that the world should go after him, by whom the world was made? Chrysostom. The world means here the crowd. This seems to be the speech of that part who were sound in their faith, but dared not profess it. They tried to deter the rest by exposing the insuperable difficulties they would have to contend with. Theophylact as if they said, the more you attack him, the more will his power and reputation increase. What use then of these attempts? End of chapter 12, verses 1 through 19.